0: Hello and welcome to the Good Robot Andes. Um, I feel a bit funny today. It's going to be, I'm going to be, you know, just carry on if something strange happens. Uh, This is season five, episode seven of the Good Robot Andes, which is a film, uh, spoilerific film podcast, but we're in a special season for season five. Can you tell us what that is?
1: Yes. So we are doing a countdown of the top 30 horror movies of the 20th century, as chosen mostly by me.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- after last week, definitely by you.
1: Definitely by me. Uh, think- although there is only one errant, um, in, <laughs> in your eyes, there's only one errant entry from last week.
0: Well, I mean, we'll see, um, because, uh, because tonight we're going to begin encroaching on the top ten, and at that point, yes. yeah, I'm going to start noticing films that are missing. But <laughs> I've realised well, yeah. I've realised that I haven't said who I am, and you haven't said who you are.
1: Okay, well, you do that. Okay, we'll so...
0: I am Andy Balem, and this and, is.
1: I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Let's <laughs> and do that together again. Together, we are. <laughs> okay, We've only done am... <laughs> this about 60 times. <laughs> I am Andy Balem, and this is.
1: Andy Cockerill. And together, we are.
0: The Wild good, Stallions.
1: And these Wild Stallions! <laughs>
0: Yeah, which is actually a reference to the film, which the name of the podcast is a reference to. Except it actually, is. that's the sequel, um, where it they is. say that, that. I was remi-
1: reminded the other day about a, a piece of dialogue from, I think it's the second movie. Mm-hmm. When, most of the
0: stuff you remember is actually from the second movie.
1: Yeah, I think the second movie is vastly well not. I think it's better than better than the first one. It hangs together better. It's I'd say more professional. Yeah.
0: Um, We watched the first one with the kids the other day.
1: And does it still hang together? It was all right. It was all right. Yeah, I think the second one is a much funnier film. Um,
0: Yeah, I mean, you needed their characters to be established in the first one so that you could have the second one. That's the kind way to put it.
1: Yeah, that's true, yeah. Uh, But there's there's a great dialogue exchange between Bill and Ted when I think um, a girl that he had a crush on is now his (laughs) mum. And he's... Oh, yeah. He's well, really in the a- first one. Is it the that's first in- one? He's, he's giving him a hard time about it. He's saying, okay, so you really used to like her, but now she's your stepmom, dude. And he's like, shut up, Ted. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I, that, I mean, that happens in the first one, but yeah, I'm not sure. It may be more fleshed out in the second one.
1: I think if they flesh it out a bit more and sort of run with the joke a bit more. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty funny. Um, should, we do a, should we do a rundown of.? Um, yeah, so, so
0: far we haven't done any horror films, but we, we can correct that. Yeah, so let's do our the Andy B, that's me, one word review for each yes. film that we've covered so far in the top 30 in the special season five best horror films of the 20th century.
1: Yes, hashtag get involved. <laughs>
0: hashtag <laughs> tell us when we're wrong, tell us when we're right.
1: Yeah, all of that um, stuff. You can uh, do it
0: on the tweeters or comment on the blog.
1: Yeah, um, <clears> or the room. Book of Face, although I very, very rarely look at the Book of Face.
0: Yeah, you can find me on mastodon.social.
1: Oh, you can, yes. But yeah, anyway. leave a
0: comment on the blog, listener.
1: The blog, that's where we want it. We want the blog. Shall we yeah. uh, dive in? Do number it. 30, number 30, we've got Gremlins. Commercial. Number 29, we've got Near Dark. Um,
0: that was the one About that the I haven't really got a word for.
1: Uh, I, think, I think I said gritty. I okay, it's it's not t- your. it's okay. not your one. I haven't watched it, so I'm going to okay. say gritty. I'm going to say okay.
0: probably gritty, right? Two words, because I haven't seen it.
1: Okay, uh, number 28, altered states. Rt. Yeah, actually that's better, because I think you said pretentious for one, but I think rt is better.
0: Okay, um, okay. I haven't 20... seen that either, so I mean, okay. it wouldn't be really fair for me. I could say probably pretentious.
1: At 27, we've got Hellraiser.
0: Um, uh, that's like... You have to have it in the top thirty, even though I don't like it very much. But I okay. don't know what word I can use to express that. <clears throat>
1: uh, Twenty-six, The Blair Witch Project. Innovative. Yes, I think that was. I think you consistently said that. Now, twenty-five, Jacob's Ladder. Creepy. Oh yeah. Uh, Twenty-four, Nosferatu.
0: Classic. Yes.
1: Twenty-three, Invasion of the
0: Body Snatchers. Influential. You see, I'm memorising them. Now.
1: Yes, twenty-two. The Wicker Man. Scary. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-one. Carrie. Um, yeah, that's all right. Uh, Twenty. Silence of the Lambs.
0: Relatable. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Nineteen. Audition. Extreme. <laughs> yep. Um, Eighteen. Ring. Uh, uh yeah. that's really
0: good i don't know yeah. what to, i don't know what word to use to express that uh fresh uh, fresh fresh
1: yeah that's weird uh, seventeen psycho um, um
0: uh genre defining that's two words No, it's
1: that's okay. It's um at sixteen the fly entertaining at fifteen event horizon
0: uh, derivative
1: yes, uh, even 14. you said it was derivative, no, it is, I said that several times, yeah, number fourteen, <laughs> an American werewolf in london uh, that's fun, yes, it is number thirteen, the sixth sense
0: um, bleak
1: it is bleak, isn't it, although I think it ends on a positive note, the sixth right. sense, right. right. <clears throat> but it is Lonely can I have lonely lonely you can have lonely yeah 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 okay I'm having lonely <clears throat> okay so we're into the um we're doing 12 11 and 10 tonight so mm-hmm. we're into mm-hmm. the top 10
0: yeah I need, um, the time when we make a decision about what we do with the last few is edging closer
1: yes it is yeah <laughs> better do we that need, I think we need to make a decision about that within the next two podcasts I think we probably need to make a yeah. decision there um but uh, so at number 12, we Here have. Oh, a hang movie. on.
0: You're going to have me guess?
1: Yes, I am. Uh, a movie okay. from 1976. <laughs> 1976. Which um, people will know. was give a very me? hot summer in the United Kingdom.
0: Oh. Any other clues you're going to give me? I'm not going to get it from the year.
1: Uh, um, it's a supernatural horror film. No, I don't know. It's the Omen. Oh wow, the Omen. Yes. Yeah. An amazing film, I think. Yeah, um, I love in- the Omen. Incredible pedigree of talent that was involved in making this. Um, so, um, it's a nineteen seventy-six supernatural horror film directed by Richard Donner, who would, a few years later, go on to make Superman the movie. Oh really? Yes. That's surprising. Um, although not really. I think I'll go into that. Actually, no, I'll go into that now. So I think what Donna brings to the omen is a sense of reality, a sense of um, uh, there's no winking at the camera. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to compare it to anything like The Exorcist in terms of its quality, but it has that kind of thing going on. It has that kind of, you know, we're treating this as, as real subject matter. Yeah, it takes itself um, very seriously, yeah. It takes Not itself in a way seriously, that makes yeah. you
0: want to laugh at it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. None of it none of the stuff that goes on in this is particularly funny. Um it's pretty uh I mean it's a pretty creepy film. So, yeah, Donner would go on to make yeah, Superman. The movie, and movie, it, and he would bring that kind of sensibility to Superman the movie. So, right. you know, you believe in in um Christopher Reeve. You believe that he is Superman. He just well, he looks the part, but also He's not winking at the camera. Mm, yeah,
0: is. I guess that is that has the same seriousness. So, yeah, I can yeah see that.
1: a straight down the line delivery. So, um, it's written by David Seltzer, and the film stars Gregory Peck, who uh, you know at that time was like old school Hollywood royalty. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in one of my favorite movies, um, To Kill a Mockingbird, playing I Atticus I've seen Finch. It. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, Lee Remick, uh, David Warner. Harvey Spencer Stevens, Billy Whitelaw in a very creepy role as um, mm-hmm. a nanny, uh, mm-hmm. Patrick Troughton, who was Doctor Who, who plays a priest in this, right. Martin Benson, and Leo McKern. So really, really good cast. So who plays doing, the child? Uh, actually, I think the kid must be Harvey Harvey Spencer Stevens, who plays a kid called Damien. Scary. Scary. Um, And uh, henceforth, everybody, every boy that was named Damien after this movie is automatically the Antichrist.
0: Um,
1: So it concerns a young child replaced at birth by American ambassador uh, Richard Thorne, unbeknownst to his wife, after their own son was murdered at the hospital, enabling the son of Satan to grow up with wealth and power. They are surrounded mm. by mysterious and ominous deaths, unaware that the child Damien is the Antichrist. So this scary. sounds like this sounds like pretty hokey material, but the film <laughs> doesn't treat it as such. You know, the film treats it as um, is the truth, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what makes it work so well. I'm actually getting chills just thinking about it because I haven't seen it for a long time.
0: Yeah, and I, I do think. Uh, as far as I remember, the 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 omen is uh, the right one of the three to choose because it has the, it, t- it has two sequels, but the, this first one and especially the scene where the person jumps out of the window.
1: Oh, with what with the noose? Yeah, at, at the kids' party. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's really chilling, isn't it?
0: That stays with me. Also, the um the photos with weird artifacts on that predict the deaths of various people. Yeah,
1: that's, really, that's a really interesting thing because um, I think that's been used as a kind of cinematic trope since then. But nobody really does it as well as it's done in The Omen. Um, yeah. So what we're talking about is, is that David Warner plays a photographer and he's been photographing people around um, the Thorne family. And he's noticing these weird artefacts that look like overexposures. Mm -hmm. But what they actually are is a sort of foreshadowing of what's going to happen to these people. So um, Patrick Troughton has like a a thing sticking through him in one of the pictures. Mm. And he ends up being impaled by a lightning rod from a church. Uh, And David Warner himself, he notices that there's something going to happen to him and then there's an incredible set piece death (laughs) where he is um, decapitated by a sheet of glass yeah that's actually really well done
0: yeah it's the kind of thing that um, uh, Oh, what's the film where they their deaths chase after them because they escaped death by not getting on a plane
1: oh um, yes I haven't seen any of those I think we I think we've discussed this before actually final destination anyway
0: Final destination, yeah. 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 mildly entertaining, but yeah, the, the um the final destination can only ever dream that it has the sequence like yes, exactly, the, the, the like last sequence yeah. in the yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so it uh, it earned two Academy Award nominations and one one award for best original score by Jerry Goldsmith, mm-hmm. which is quite a score. It's really something quite bombastic at times. The score for this film. Um,
0: famously featuring uh, Carmen. Is
1: no, it? it's not. It's not. It sounds like it, but it's something that he wrote specially for the film. So it sounds like that piece of music that you're referring to, that like Carmine Beran. Carmine it like a, Burana, That's like the one. That, yeah. It sounds like that, but it's not. It's um, but it's supposed wow. to. It's yeah. But it totally is exactly the same. Yeah, yeah.
0: So he just ripped it off.
1: They yeah, completely ripped it off. But won an Oscar for it. There you go. Nice. <laughs> there you go, kids.
0: <clears throat> I guess it's probably out of copyright.
1: Yeah. Um, and a scene from the film appeared in at number sixteen on Bravo's "The One Hundred Scariest Movie Moments." Actually, it doesn't. The article doesn't say which scene that is. Uh-huh. Uh, although it could be any of them. To be quite yeah. honest, I think the one in the graveyard is particularly scary with the with the um, dogs. Uh right. yeah, the one a, There's a
0: lot of scary stuff. Uh
1: the one where they go to the church in Italy, is it? And they meet the sure. priest who is mute and blind and is carrying the knives that Gregory Peck will try to um kill his adopted son with. Spoiler, <laughs> he fails cuz there's two more sequels. <laughs> So one of the
0: things about the film that makes it, um, that gives it this, this very serious tone is that it takes very seriously the, the, the Bible stories in Revelation. And, and yes. It, it, like it attempts to be an interpretation of what that might look like in, in modern society. Yeah,
1: and it seems very credible. Uh, it seems entirely uh, like, yeah, this is happening and we have to stop it kind of thing. Uh, interestingly, there's a couple of interesting locations used in the film. So um, uh, they take, they, have a, they have a family day out to Windsor Safari Park, which doesn't exist anymore. It's now Legoland near Windsor. Oh, yeah. Um, and at that point, when they go there, all the animals start going crazy because Damien is obviously evil hmm. and they can sense his evil. Uh, and then the, the, the climax of the movie is set at Guildford Cathedral, which is um, All right. a not-very-pretty-looking modern cathedral <laughs> set on a hill. <clears throat> uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, it's, a, it's a terrific movie. So why is it in the list, and
0: why is it in this position in the list?
1: Uh, it's way scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an example of um, a director like you know, Richard Donner, who's taking material that should be hokey, but elevating it, I think, way beyond anything that it could have been. It could have been a really cheesy, uh, poorly put together film, but Donna kind of pulls it all together and just makes it work really well. Yeah, I'm sort uh, of
0: umming and ahhing about why why does it work? Why does it not seem hokey? I think it's because
1: the cast is really good,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's fair. But also, it's just um, it's subtle, you know, like the um, everything that happens is stuff that could. Happen. Reasonably, you know, there's, yeah. there's no like slime and rotating no heads. that's true
1: yeah that that is true although there might be some of that in this list but um <laughs> yeah uh, but
0: that takes that to, to get to make that stuff work takes it up another notch
1: doesn't it yes it does yeah uh so yeah it's on the list because it's way scary it still holds up really well um i saw this a few years ago on blu-ray and um yeah it's still it still really works I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that there aren't really any uh, cheesy special effects. It's all kind of mm. kept very, um, very down-to-earth.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's a uh, psychological horror.
1: Yeah, and they even have faith in the, in the decapitation scene to film it in slow motion, and it still looks really good. So, yeah. So there we go. That is number 12.
0: Yes, number 12. That means there are 11 films you've put above it.
1: Yes, indeed. And here comes number 11.
0: Basic arithmetic.
1: Here comes number 11.
0: (laughs) Okay, hit me.
1: This is um, a movie from
0: 1973.
1: Uh And it is a horror thriller based on a Daphne du Maurier short story.
0: I ought to be able to get it from that, but I don't think I can.
1: Okay. So this is a movie called Don't Look Now. Okay. I don't know that I've seen it. Okay. Um, It stars Julie Christie and Donald Sutherland. So again, really good cast. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Directed by Nicholas Rogue, who uh, also made uh, The Man Who Fell to Earth, which is probably Mm -hmm. his most famous movie. Mm Mm-hmm. But before that, he made a movie called Performance, which starred Mick Jagger and one of the I'm I'm thinking James Fox, but it might have been Edward Fox, which is a very strange movie. But uh, you know, Nicholas Rogue, I think as a a, as a director is someone who's who's frequently forgotten, or maybe mixed up with people like Ken Russell, who we actually talked about earlier on in in this podcast, Mm -hmm. who made Altered States. Um, Yeah. Uh, but this is this is based on a Daphne du Maurier short story, as I said. Um, so Sutherland and Christie p- portray a married couple who travel to Venice following the recent accidental death of their daughter. Um, uh, after the husband accepts a commission to restore a church. So they encounter two sisters, one of whom claims to be clairvoyant, and informs them that their daughter is trying to contact them and warns them of danger. The husband at first dismisses their claims and starts to experience mysterious sightings himself. So the sightings that he experiences are um, their daughter was wearing like a red um, rain mac when she died, she drowned. And when they're in Venice, he starts seeing what looks like a little girl wearing a red rain mat running away from him, mm-hmm. but he never sees it in—he never sees it completely. It's always a fleeting glimpse. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very much a psychological thriller uh, slash horror movie, but it also Sounds talks horrible. about the psychology of grief and the effect mm. of the death of a child can have on a relationship. So, you know, they go—they go, they so, go yeah, to Venice. like you were saying, Pardon? you were
0: saying ghost stories are always about grief are not you
1: exactly yeah. yeah grief and loss and being un- unable to move on mm. so you know although they go to venice and he accepts his job the, the the um you know the, the spirit of this event just follows them wherever they go mm. um so it, it is uh, an extraordinary film don't look now it has <clears throat> a weird kind of autumnal tone to it kind of sad autumnal tone and a shock twist ending that will leave you kind of thinking what the hey kind of thing <laughs> um there's also an ec- incredibly uh, erotic sex scene in this film that uh, i watched when i was far too young with my parents an event <laughs> an event that i will oh never forget for its toe-curling <laughs> embarrassment oh dear um and it it's very well choreographed you know it it it, it's not exploitative it's them uh, what it is is it's cut together with them getting ready to go out for the evening so this scene is cut together with that uh Mm -hmm. but it works really well in the context of the film and them trying to rebuild their relationship Mm -hmm. it works really well so Uh, it's an ex- extraordinary movie. It's creepy, it's beautifully made and shot. Uh, I doubt that it's been seen by enough people, as well. That's another reason mm-hmm. why I decided to put it on here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, a fantastic movie. That's a Don't Look Now.
0: Don't Look Now? Yeah. That, that uh, sounds like, sounds like one for me to dig out.
1: I think you would really enjoy it. I think that, um... You know, it's not. I think in terms of this list, it's probably the least horrific film on the list. Mm -hmm. But it, but it's most definitely a horror slash thriller thriller film in the way that it, the movie works. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. the the tropes are all there. Uh, Um, And it sounds
0: to me like it's, it's like the human story of, of, of these grieving people that is the thing about it that's good. Is that fair? Yeah,
1: that is absolutely true. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a very human story at the heart of it. It's, not, it's, you know, it may well possibly be a story of a supernatural event, but that's kind of secondary to these people mm-hmm. who are grieving and trying to rebuild their lives.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, of course, as with The Omen, it has a terrific central cast of two, Donald mm-hmm. Sutherland and Julie Christie, who are just incredible mm-hmm. on screen.
0: It sounds really good, but hard to watch.
1: Uh, no, I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say it's hard to watch. I think that... Because it's sad, I mean. Oh, yeah, it is sad. Yeah, it's definitely sad. I think I'd probably find it to be more of a tough watch these days than I did when I watched it. Yeah, um, could probably
0: it, deal, yeah. deal better with the um, the sex scene, but worse I with the grief. I think
1: that would feel better, but I think the whole yeah. thing with the, the child, child dying would not feel good, no.
0: Yeah.
1: Not at all. Uh, so I'm just going to run down and have a look at the... Um, the Rotten Tomatoes uh, so at the time it was generally well-received although some criticize it for being arty and mechanical okay which I think is a bit um, snooty um, at the 27th BAFTAs it won for best cinematography and it received further nominations in the Best Film, Direction, Actor, Actress, Soundtrack and Film Editing. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, one yeah, cinematography. And I think that's it's richly deserved. The, it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. So. Um, it's hugely influential. So Danny Boyle cites Nicholas Rogue as a key influence on his work. Um, so the reason, reason why he says that is because Nicholas Rogue used to use um, sort of unorthodox editing techniques to tell a story. Okay. Uh, and I think that's definitely one of Danny Boyle's big hallmarks is his kind of kinetic energy that he brings to his mm-hmm. films. Also mm-hmm. a big influence on the folks who made The League of Gentlemen. Oh Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, just in terms of tone, I think.
0: I watched a Danny Boyle film the
1: other day. Which one? A new one. Um, what what happens in it?
0: I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, Sunshine. Is it called Sunshine?
1: That's not that new. That's about ten years I mean, old now.
0: Yeah, new as in, you know, not one of the ones that I know him for.
1: Oh, okay. What did you think of Sunshine?
0: I thought... I was trying to like it, and... It didn't quite live up to what I was hoping. I think. It's yeah, brilliant. I think
1: that's fair. I, I I like it until the the last sequence when it goes nuts and pointless. I don't yeah. I don't mind it going
0: nuts. Like all the sci-fi. So, listen, it's a sci-fi film, and in particular, it's a sci-fi film about the sun. So, going nuts at the end is seems to be necessary.
1: Seems to be reasonable, yeah.
0: But it it wants to be Solaris. It's not yeah, Solaris.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> That's fair. Um, but you know what? Hey, I just had a it's thought. It's all right. It's all right. I just had a thought. Mm-hmm. We should do a top thirty sci-fi movies of the twentieth century.
0: Oh. After
1: we've done our top ten, Arnie, and after we've yeah. caught up with some films and some tech, mm-hmm. we should do. We, the should, top do 30. Yeah, we should do some tech. Listen. Tell us what
0: tech we should do.
1: Yeah, somebody somebody said something at work recently when I was asking for tech subjects. Right. And they said, uh, "How about why are we not all driving flying cars now?"
0: <laughs> I don't think I don't think I could be the expert on that one.
1: No, I, think I can either. <laughs> it's
0: not that's not computery enough for me. Uh,
1: what about what is blockchain?
0: Oh, I guess we could try. Yeah, I, I tell you what I've been researching recently and really really enjoying, but I think it's probably beyond the pale. <laughs> ca- character sets.
1: Oh. So, like
0: characters and how you encode them into different
1: and why they exist why do different yeah. character sets exist
0: I've That's been probably. really really enjoying it but it's it's like five steps geekier than anything we've covered so far
1: yeah <laughs> I think it's too much Yeah, you're probably right maybe we should do it as a coder to a podcast we could do a little and now oh, yeah. we'll do some talk yeah. about character sets but not for a whole I think yeah. a whole podcast
0: like what why is Andy so excited
1: about, about character set? Because <laughs> they're so cool. Because they're so cute. Because <laughs> they're so cool. Should we do third movie? Yeah, let's do that quick. Okay. Okay. So this is from all the way back in nineteen
0: sixty-three.
1: Nineteen sixty-three. Yes. Uh, so this is a British horror film, although it okay. has a largely or even completely American cast. Um, and 63. yes, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, not really much of a synopsis for this one though, so I, I just dive in and tell you what it is.
0: Well, hang on, let me just let me try and guess. Is it okay. Night of the Living Dead?
1: It is not. Living <sighs> Dead is a bit later than that. Okay, okay, a bit later
0: than 63. It's in the 60s, though, right?
1: It's 63, yeah.
0: No, no, I mean, Night of the Living Dead is in the 60s.
1: Oh, late 60s, yes. Okay, yeah.
0: okay. Okay, hit me.
1: It's called The Haunting.
0: I've heard of it. I think I've seen a remake and not the original, I think.
1: There is a remake that came out in 1999 with Catherine Beta Blocker. <laughs> that is supposed to be dreadful. I haven't seen it, so... Is
0: um, it about a house? It
1: is, yeah. I oh, think
0: yeah, oh, yeah, it was all right. But anyway, yeah, tell me about the original.
1: So this is the original. It was uh, directed and produced by Robert Wise who is something of a legend, a Hollywood legend. He made... Mm-hmm. I've heard of him. What did he make? He made uh, The Sound of Music,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: I have now finally seen a few years ago and really enjoyed, actually. I thought it was okay. really well made. Um, he yeah, also you made, were probably
0: wise to leave that until this point in your life where you could appreciate it more.
1: Yeah, I think that's true, yeah, because I, I basically spent most of my childhood years saying, oh no, not The Sound of Music whenever it came on the television. Mm-hmm. um he also made west side story as well okay which is yeah i've seen that which is fantastic times. um uh, notable i think for its uh very eye-catching um cinema scope and technicolor west side story so the colors right, really right, pop right. really pop yeah
0: very colorful
1: um uh so yes speaking this of the is, sound of music yes. Yes. have i told yes. you
0: about the um The horror film I watched, which was a combination between the sound of music and um, something like Children of the Corn.
1: You have not. What is this film you? I can't remember
0: what it's called. Oh, it's Japanese.
1: Japanese. Okay.
0: It's Japanese. It's a musical (laughs) horror about a family who live like on top of a hill, and I don't remember much more about it. We watched it on. One of my birthday celebrations, where we we watched like oh, ten horror films. Okay. Uh, during the night, and this was on last, and I think I went to bed, <laughs> so I don't remember much. About
1: okay, it. listener, listener, your challenge for this week's <laughs> podcast is to write in and tell us what that film is. Yeah,
0: send us a comment or a tweet. It's yeah. it's basically, it's, I'm pretty sure it's Japanese. Yeah, it's um, it's a combination between the sound of music and something like um not children of the corn something like where there's a family in a house who are scary
1: oh, what am okay. i thinking of oh you're thinking of um the adams family or something like that
0: no no something genuinely scary oh okay. it's a musical yeah
1: hmm all right listener your challenge is to tell us what that movie is the um, time starts no. now <laughs> until until you finish so this um <laughs> was adapted by Nelson Gidding from the 1959 novel The ha- The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
1: stars Julie Harris, Claire Bloom, Richard Johnson, and Russ Tamblin. And Russ Tamblin would uh, show up in uh, West Side Story, uh, Singing and Dancing,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: also... He was Peter Pan in Disney's Peter Pan back in the day when he was a young, nice. much younger man, and he is in Twin Peaks. Oh, as, as who? Doctor Jacoby, the guy with the 3D glasses.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Yeah, so um, so Robert Wise cast him again in West Side Story after this, or maybe before mm-hmm. this. I can't remember, can't remember what the order they come out in. Um, so yeah, Tamden's a bit of a legend as is Claire Bloom. Um, uh, so this is about a house that is so haunted that nobody can go there. So the group of people that do go there are basically there to debunk it, to, to say that none mm-hmm. of this stuff mm-hmm. is real. It's all fake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they end up being thoroughly creeped out by the place.
0: So the main characters are there to, de- to debunk it?
1: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, their, yeah, that's their, their reason for being there. Mm-hmm. Um but what they discover is that there are actually some weird things happening. Mm-hmm. And Robert Wise makes full use of how weird this house is. Um, he makes great use of sound design. Uh, it's shot in black and white. So for the mm-hmm. f- early 60s, it's shot in black and white, which is unusual, I should think. Um, uh, it has a, th- a really creepy, weird tone to it.
0: Yeah, so I'm pretty sure I'm remembering the remake. Okay. And the remake has a lot of really big sounds. Okay. Um, you know, like the, the kind of sounds that a house makes when the central heating is just yes. turned off. In so the middle like of the popping
1: night and pipes and creaking floorboards. And... A lot of, yeah, sort yeah. of
0: juddering creaks and, yeah. and bangs and things from pipes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they all sound like the sounds a house makes, but they also sound like the house is about to eat you.
1: Yes. No, that's that's exactly yeah. what the original is like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly what so it's like.
0: <clears throat> probably, if you've seen the original, <clears throat> the remake is a bit crass and overdone. But I found that pretty effective.
1: Okay, well that's that's cool. I I think you should definitely check out the original. It's, um, mm-hmm. you know, it it's definitely the template for haunted house movies where you don't actually see a ghost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you never actually see any mani- manifestation of anything ghostly. Mm-hmm. but the house itself appears to be doing the haunting, if you see what oh, I mean. Yeah. Which is a really interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's recently been remade yet again All right. on Netflix uh, in a series called The Haunting of Hill House, though they're using the original title. Right. And it's had very, very good reviews.
0: Yeah, I feel like I've heard of it in with that full title.
1: Yes. Um So yeah, the the reviews of the of the TV show have been very interesting and very good.
0: So is it a series, not a film?
1: Yes, a series. Yeah, I think like eight episodes, starring. That seems a lot. Uh, starring Henry Thomas, who was Elliot in E.T. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. So that seems a lot. They must. They
0: must um do more in the story than just. Yeah, there's a house. It's a bit scary.
1: I think they jump around in time. So they, okay. yeah, they, they move from family to family who have lived in the house. So that's an interesting mm. idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a quick synopsis. I know I have said what's mm-hmm. going on, but um, uh, there's a 90-year-old hill house which was constructed in Massachusetts as a home for his wife. Uh, she died when her carriage crashed against a tree as she approached the house for the first time. So the the owner of the house remarried, but his second wife died in the house from a fall down the stairs. And Hmm, his daughter, Abigail, lived in the house for the rest of her life, never moving out of the nursery. And she died calling for her nurse companion. And the companion inherited the house, but later hanged herself from a spiral staircase in the library. So Hill House was eventually inherited by Mrs. Sanderson, although it has stood empty for some time. Um nice. <clears throat> so the doctor who is narrating the story wishes to study the reported paranormal activity. He secures a lease to occupy the mansion for the duration of the investigation. Conditional to his acceptance is that he take her heir with him. And I think her, her heir is played by um Russ Tamblin. He chooses chooses two individuals to accompany him, a psychic and um and um as someone who's experienced in poltergeist activity, so there are some people here who, maybe, are not there to debunk it, but the doctor is most mm. definitely there to debunk it.
0: Yeah, it's a good way of of accidentally convincing yourself taking two believers along with you.
1: Yes, exactly, and they'll eventually convince you that the place is indeed yeah. haunted. Uh, so that that is the that is the plot. Um, it's a terrific movie. It. Uh, it builds a kind of it builds a creepy, insidious tone, and then just tightens the screw more and more as the story carries on. Mm-hmm. It's and really good. So,
0: why does it belong in the list? Is it because could it be because it's a, a, a different style from a lot of stuff in the list?
1: Yeah, there's no there's no blood in this movie. The at house all. is the character. The house is most definitely the character, um, and in that respect. It's, you know, it's based on a novel from 1959, but in that respect, it's quite an original piece of work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and very influential, you know. It's been remade twice, once as a, as a remake in 99 and now as a TV show. So, you know, it's still, the property is still, you know, sort of uh, proving to be um, interesting to filmmakers. Mm. Yeah, it's good. Sounds say. all right. Yeah, no, it's, it's very good. I think of the two,
0: I'd I'd look out. Don't look now more than the haunting.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. Don't look now is a, a fantastic movie. Yeah. So that is our three movies this week. So we had the Omen, Don't Look Now,
0: and the Haunting. There's something about titles like Don't Look Now. I'm trying to think. What's the What's the film? Called? Oh, Open Your Eyes. Oh, um, with Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise, which is a remake of. No, hang a on. Film.
1: The original is called Open Your Eyes.
0: Ah, The yeah. remake What's...
1: is called Vanilla Sky.
0: Yeah, you're right, you're right. And, and the original is called Open Your Eyes, but in Spanish.
1: Yes, yes. And it stars... And actually, both of both them films have... Penelope Cruz. So she Penelope stars Cruising. in both of them, yeah. Um, I quite liked uh, Vanilla Sky, but I think I liked Open Your Eyes more.
0: Yeah, I I, th- I thought they were so similar that you can't particularly she's between them so why did you bother with Vanilla Sky isn't it
1: weird yeah yeah Yeah. I I suppose you make it because it's a vehicle for Tom Cruise and
0: yeah and some people will watch it because it's in English so yes that's
1: the only reason isn't it really it was it was good it stayed with me a lot yeah I think that after after the next podcast we need to make a decision about whether we're going to do the whole uh, top five thing or not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because well I mean we're
0: definitely for the top three we're definitely going to have one podcast each
1: one podcast yeah yeah
0: we could do for the top um, what is it nine eight seven six five four we could do spread them over two maybe do a three yeah I think so
1: I think that's a good idea yeah yeah so we'll we'll spend a little bit more time on them yeah okay okay that's that's me done.
0: That was it. The Omen, Don't Look Now, and The Haunting. Yes. Our numbers 12, 11, and 10. We have entered the top 10.
1: We have, yeah. So
0: the next Listener, three... Listener, what films <clears throat> would be in your top 10?
1: The next three are absolutely zeitgeisty. In fact, everything after this is um. stone-cold influential classics. <laughs>
0: So you're gonna? am I going to have seen all of them?
1: You must have seen all of them. Yeah, I hope so. You must have done.
0: Yeah. Well, it'll be my fault if I haven't.
1: Yes, and Listener, yeah, as well. Although I'm I'm hoping that... You must see them. I'm hoping that Listener will have, if they haven't seen any of these, will have filled in some gaps and started watching them. Because they're all Mm. worth it.
0: Yeah, I should fill in the gaps, just just out of duty to our listener.
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, Shall we do some plugging?
0: Yeah, let's do some plugging.
1: Okay, shall I start? Go for it. So I present a radio show on Glastonbury FM, 107.1 in the Glastonbury Street and Wells area of Somerset. It goes out live on a Thursday between 6 and 7pm. It's movie reviews... TV listings, DVD picks, uh, look at what's on at local venues. I sometimes have a live guest, although not very often. Um, that's repeated on a Friday at...
0: Music music related to the movies. Lots
1: of music, yeah. Uh, uh, repeated on a Friday at 2pm. Uh, also available on the internet as well. Search for yeah, So it's available,
0: the, the full programme's available through the Glaston BFM website. Yes, but then you can also get podcast highlights, right?
1: You can. There are indeed podcast highlights. Yes, there's no music. So why would mm-hmm. you bother, quite frankly? <laughs> to to hear your
0: voice and your opinions.
1: Oh yes. My opinions. That's why. My humble opinions. Um yeah. that's my plugging. Are, they? are uh, they humble? Sometimes. But not mm-hmm. very often. <laughs>
0: uh yeah, so my plugging uh Uh, Yeah, so uh, one of the things that I do is make videos uh, about programming uh, on YouTube and on PeerTube, which is like a YouTube type thing, but for um, people who love freedom and don't want to be ruled by the overlord deity Google. And I have just, I'm just about to upload my first video about a game engine called Godot. So if you or maybe your um, child is interested in um learning quite an easy to use programming environment to make games in where you it's a mixture of dragging things around and drawing things on the screen and typing in code. Um so if you're if you or maybe your child is has done stuff with scratch and has definitely got way past scratch but doesn't know where to go next, it's possible that Godot is a thing to try to make make proper games that are sort of professional looking games. Mm. Um, but with still with some of that kind of drag and drop stuff as well as um, plenty of real coding in there as well. That sounds so in- gonna be intriguing. It's it's a cool thing. It's all it's proper open source. It, uh, it you can export your game as um, like an Android image or something that works on Windows or on Linux or on Mac. You could also export it as a web page, and it seems to work fairly nicely uh, just inside a web browser as well. So. Mm. Um, uh, I think it also you can yeah also um iPhone as well although I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't do that but um Perfect. yeah so you you can make a game that's like a professional game you know it looks it looks proper um but you it's giving you a bit of help and it's all open source stuff so anyway it seems cool um, I'm pretty early in my learning about it but anyway I've made a video I'm I'm likely to make a few more videos about just you know, how to get up and running how to make things um and then you know, it has a physics engine in it, so I'm just dropping some triangles and squares on top of each other and seeing them bounce off each other and enjoying that. Cool. Um, and it, you can do all that with, without writing much code, or any code, in fact, for this first video. That's most Just excellent. dragging things around.
1: Okay, I think my son someone, someone would probably enjoy that, actually. Check
0: out my YouTubes.
1: Your tubes of you. Check out the tubes of me. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me.
0: If you'll pardon the expression.
1: I pardon them, yes.
0: or check me out on Peertube.mastodon.host check you out on Peertube .mastodon.host
1: .mastodon Mastodon. hashtag get involved
0: hashtag get involved I'm Andy Balem on there and I think I might have put a link on the um, Good Robot Andy's about page if I haven't I probably should
1: alright
0: that was my plugging there's loads of videos about programming I've got a blog I looked at the stats on my blog yeah. And uh, I've like doubled the number of people visiting in the last two years. That's amazing. It's crazy. It's just like so many people looking at my blog. That's cool. It's just like stuff about programming.
1: Yeah. Well, you
0: know, people like Stuff it. I learn They seem to. Or at least they find it through Google. Google likes it. Yeah. Yep. The overlord deity. The overlord did I mention
1: deity. That? Yes, you did. Yes. <laughs> Is that it? I think that might be it. Okay. Thank you. See you next
0: time. Thank you. See you next time. Cheers.
1: Bye.